stadium. Their silence is deafening. 136 Israelis are still being held hostage by Hamas. Bring them home. From DNHQ in beautiful South Pasadena, California, this is the Blue Heaven Podcast. What is going on, Dodgers Nation? I don't know, this is a new new soundboard. I get it. This one, that sort of works. My name is Clint. You can find me as RealFRG on the Twitter and Instagram. You can go ahead, Doug. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram as well at DMAC underscore LA. You want to go, Elo? You can do mine. And you can follow Eric Eulow at E-E-U-L-A-U. Let me say it again. Nailed it. At E-E-U-L-A-U. You guys have that tattooed somewhere on my body. I won't tell you where, but definitely go get him a follower. <laughs> More followers than Jesus. No, but uh, It's a family show. Uh, no, Brooke, today he might end up, uh, he's not feeling all that good right now. So we told him, hey, we don't want your, we don't want to be down with your sickness. You please stay home. But Brooke. Brooks should be back next week. He'd probably be back in the office later this week if he's feeling good and all of his stuff comes up negative because we love and we miss Brooks' negativity here in our real lives. Before we get into the show, though, we got to remind you this is a podcast. So if you want to find us on iTunes, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Google Play, everywhere, your podcasts are available for free. We would appreciate that. Do subscribe to us on YouTube, youtube.com slash Dodgers Nation TV. Hit the bell, hit a like, leave a comment. really helps out the channel. This is also a live stream, so drop into the comments. Let us know where you guys are representing Dodgers Nation tonight on this Monday off-day edition of uh, the Blue Heaven Live show thing, whatever. Let's look into some of the comments. Sheree Yulo checking in. Supportive mom. She feeds me. She watches the show. I mean, just a just a great mom. Yeah, good, good quality, quality. Dave Luna says Brooke probably has cooties 100%. Uh, we got Blue Crew checking in. It says uh, KR15 is the, the username there on the YouTube. But Dan Coes, I didn't always mess up that name, says who could partake in the home run <laughs> derby? Funny. We were just talking about that uh, just before hitting the live button here on YouTube. I mean, I would love to see Will Smith in there. I think he's arguing. He's trying to be a proponent for himself to be in the All-Star uh, home run derby. But um, we'll see what happens. we got another week until things happen. Less than a week. Players are going to bow out. It yeah, happens yeah. every year. There's going to be some injury replacements. I think, I think there's a case for Will Smith. We got uh, sending D-Max some love from I'm best. Dead? I, don't know, I don't know how to do all these words. but uh, right, I got you. Yeah, we got also some more the hell is Brooke. We got a two-for-one trade on Brooke. Oh, that's a good deal right there. Good deal. Doug's really the centerpiece of the trade. I'm the prospect throw-in. I'm like Jeter down. It's like, hey, he could be good. He could be nobody. Feel free know. to pull up the comments, I'll be man. Join, join, join the show if you want. Yeah, you know? yeah. Uh, you got a computer in front of you. It, you oh, know how to oh, that's do funny. Internet. Interesting. No, I, I you know, that, that's, uh, some, that's the other show. But, uh, yeah, no, I think someone said I sound a lot, like a, a motivational speaker every time I speak, which is, I think, pretty interesting. Yeah. You oh, motivate I'll give you guys a TED, a TED Talk at some point. But, yeah, I think you're absolutely right. There are going to be... There's always names that bow out. I think Will Smith will have his opportunity. There's no question about that. But yeah, he does feel like he's been a little disrespected 
when it comes to look, it's the players that vote on the reserves, right? It's not yeah. like it's there's this myth out there. Oh, Brian Snitker is going with his own guy, yeah. Travis Darno. And by the way, I'm happy for the former Dodger legend Travis Darno. I'm happy for him the fact that he gets in there. <laughs> but when you look at the offensive numbers, Will Smith right up there in the tops of the league when it comes to OPS, home runs, WRC plus, and things of that nature. Darno, if you look at defensive metrics on Fangraphs, he definitely has Will Smith there by a significant margin. So yeah. look, I mean, let's take off our Dodger blue color glasses for a second and say, hey, Travis Darno, um, it didn't work out here. You had not even a cup of coffee, basically, like a little shot of Jim Beam with us or something like that. But yeah, yeah he's another deserving guy. But when you look at, I think when, it's tough for people to wrap their heads around the defensive aspect of what it means to be an all-star as a catcher. And you look at yeah. Will Smith's offensive numbers, and he's been fantastic. And look, just look at his clutch the clutch prince has hit his walk-off last week. He's been one of the most clutch players, and since he stepped onto the scene in 2019, he's been the best offensive catcher or in the conversation for mm -hmm. best offensive catcher in Major League Baseball. So stop the disrespect of Will Smith around the league. I hate it because, look, I mean, if he doesn't get in, he's going to have to just go to the game like us. He's going to have to buy a ticket on SnubHub or something like that. I mean, it's just... <laughs> or it's, ticket disaster? Yeah, there you go. Ticket disaster at work. But, yeah, it does hurt because he was the one guy that I was really rooting for for to get that first all-star selection this season it could it could still be coming we're going to talk more about will smith all-star game our thoughts on snubs coming up in a little bit uh by the way nicholas is checking in from the 71 freeway you know safety is always an option kevin checking in says what's up dodger fan we got what's up from daniel uh ruiz over here francisco saying let's go dodger of course our friend uh, uh anthony keen is in the stream shout out to anthony juice nero says the time is meow oh for the great cat man, the great Catsby, friend of the post game show, friend my of man. Post game show, we got a we got a four ninety nine super chat by the way. Appreciated for Doug to buy a all star jersey. I don't know if that's going to get us there, uh, Staven, but we appreciate. That might give me a button. Might <laughs> give me a button on the all star game jersey, no. but half I'm going to rock patch. it. I'll rock it. Maybe the patch, half the maybe patch. a half of the patch or yeah. quarter of the patch. But hey, you know I appreciate throwing that towards Trey's extension. That's what we're going to use it for. I mean, we're going to give it right to Friedman. <laughs> That's my contribution. Well, appreciate Pay the comments, trade. guys. We'll keep jumping in on the comments as the show goes along. we got to talk about what is on today's show. Things are looking good in Los Angeles. The Dodgers have been pretty dang solid when a lot of folks thought they were going to crumble here in the mid-throes of a long season. All-Star Game snubs, as I already said. We're going to be talking about the All-Star Game snub. Andrew Friedman speaks, and we got some thoughts on Andrew Friedman no longer the sole GM, but he's still the front-facing guy of the front office, and whoever's going to make moves is going to go through him. There's a whole lot more on today's show, guys. So what is hot in Dodgers Nation? This is presented by the Dodgers Nation app. Go download on the Android store. Go download on the iOS store. It's all free, and it gets you a bunch of great Dodgers content straight in your phone, super updated, very clean, and uh, again, free. I don't think there's any major ads in there. I don't, I don't know. I, don't, I, don't, uh, I just work here. But, it's um, a sweet app. <laughs> It's like the Rivian. Like people, a lot of people don't know about it yet, but it is clean. It is awesome. You should definitely go check it out. It's a lot cheaper than a Rivian too because it's free. We also got a video about our app on the YouTube channel, so check that out if you guys best want to Best app more. of all time. Best app in it's the, the whole world. App. The only thing it needs the is Michael Jordan of apps. pornography, but then it would make it perfect. Anyways, like I said, the Dodgers. I mean, everything. Boobies make everything better. It says that somewhere in the Bible. Anyways, the Dodgers are looking pretty damn good in the midst of a seven-game win streak, ten and one homestand, which you cannot. Be mad about nine and one so far here in the month of July. The players keep dropping, but somehow they keep winning. Doug, you are our post game meister. 
How is the pulse of Dodgers Nation right now? I don't think that outside of Craig Kimbrell, Craig Crumble, Cardiac Kimbrell, there can't be that much um, for folks to be like upset about. I'm seeing more positive comments about Dave Roberts on effing Facebook groups than I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> Look, wow. I mean... <laughs> The people who watch the Dodgers, there's lots of warm and fuzzy feelings going on right now in Dodger land. And yes, the people that watch the Dodgers Nation post game show, they are a very excitable bunch. And I love them for doing that. We are very emotional. I do keep you guys off the ledge. I am your shoulder to cry on. But of late, <laughs> we're very excited because not only are they winning, but they're winning in dramatic fashion. Six of those seven games you're talking about, the Dodgers were trailing in six of those seven games. And you're seeing them win with clutch hitting. I thought this team wasn't clutch. You're seeing them have productive outs. I thought this team doesn't have productive outs, like sacrifice flies. And really what it comes down to is the rotation. They've been phenomenal. You had Mitch White coming and Mitch Slap, the Rockies. You see Ryan Pepio coming in, having his best start, getting his first win. I'm sure you were proud as a big fan of wins. I was wins. there for his first win. You were there win. for his first yeah, win. Yeah, I haven't washed that shirt since. Oh, exactly, right? I mean, it's, how about his shirt? Looking like Ace Ventura, Pep Detective. Ventura. Pep Detective. Okay. But, yeah, no, I think when you look at this team as a whole, they're grinding out at-bats. And mm -hmm. you just think that, look, the top of the lineup's getting it done. You're seeing Justin Turner. He's been fantastic, hitting nearly 400 in his last three weeks. And I think top to bottom, this team just looks like they have that – that winners that that winners win mentality, that never say die mentality, that refuse to lose mentality, and you saw yesterday they were down five nothing at one point. Yeah, they were down eight to three Very at one point. Game. Clutch gene is real, and this team, I think, in the back of their minds, I think they realize the opportunity that they have, knowing that the Giants were playing the Padres, and we're going to talk about those hideous sherbet uniforms probably. <laughs> I hope at some point during the show in just a second, but they realized that there was an opportunity to gain some real separation, right? Mm -hmm. And right now, I mean, eight games up that's the largest lead they've had in the division since 2019 i need some binoculars to see where the padres are because i mean they're kind of down there they're kind of fading fast but i like what i'm seeing for the dodgers especially heading in to the all-star break absolutely i mean just focusing in uh, on on that comeback win very massive comeback i mean you have a, a five nothing deficit at some point it's you know eight three and you still find a way to chip back and just keep making it happen that's the type of stuff that makes you feel good in the middle of a year yeah, this is coming in the comments, and it's, it's going to make me sound like it's not an original take, but it's exactly what I was thinking, so shout out to you guys, including Ryan Moore. 2017 vibes. Like, they're never out of it. This last week, it's got a little of that 2017 fairy dust in there. I don't know if it was, you know, back behind a dumpster at Dodger Stadium. I don't know where it was. Maybe they accidentally moved it when they were redoing the center field plaza. I'm not sure. But it does seem like this team is really coming up in big spots. Yesterday was a great example. They're starting to win in extra innings. You talked about clutch hitting. I think all of that's very big. And the biggest, most 2017-ish game to me was the Wednesday night win. Just a bizarre game. The first game scored on a throwing year by Cody Bellinger. Austin Barnes comes in there and it's just a it's a wild pitch to score the first run. It was it was just a very they have no business winning this game and they want came back and won that game late. And that for me is very 2017 vibes. Yeah, I agree with that 100%. It feels like yesterday I tweeted, I was like, this feels like the this this five-run deficit feels like a two-run deficit with this team. And with their, they, like I said, they just have that nose to win. I mean, they yeah. realize at this point that they're, they're, they have a job to do. And when you compare them to that 2017 team, that was a magical team. We know that. But the difference between this team is you're doing that. You're seeing those same situations coming through in the clutch, but with elite talent, with yeah. top-end talent. Mookie Betts, Trey Turner, Freddie Freeman. You didn't have that kind of marquee no. talent on that 2017 team. And I just like the way they're taking care of business. I mean, you saw what they were able to do when they had 31 games in 30 days. They go 19 and 12. 20 yeah. games 
in 20 days. They go 16 and four. This team is not digging themselves into the hole that they dug themselves into last year. They've they've gone past these injuries, mm -hmm. and I think yeah. that really it's it's been very impressive. And I think, like you mentioned, Dave Roberts, Dave Roberts doesn't get enough credit for just navigating his way through these injuries, through the starting That's rotation. The, yeah. the injuries. You look at losing Dan Hudson. That should have been a gut punch, considering you had only had. Blake Trinan for all of three games so far this year. You had Tommy Canely for two or three, four games, whatever it was. Some of the, the key contributors you expected to be in the back end of the bullpen or the middle important parts of the innings, uh, innings of each game, they're out. You have a very inconsistent and unreliable Craig Kimbrell, yet somehow they just keep putting up dubs. The rotation has been phenomenal. Insane. Insane, rocking the dad, the dad bucket hats. By the way, somebody get my get get me one of those, and I will send you this bottle of booze. Mostly, you can wear it in your beard like a fair trade. To oh me. man, I would be living my best life just in a floaty, drinking a nice there. cold beer, watching yeah. the Dodgers come back from a five zero deficit. I think the big thing for two thousand seventeen that was driven by breakout play, position players. Yes. right? you had Cody Bellinger, you had, you had Cody, Chris you Taylor, had, you had uh, still slugging before he, he blew out his elbow with Seager. Right. Um, yeah, and, and a little bit of everybody doing something great. Kike was doing doing fine. It's probably Jock's worst year, but still Jocktober reigns supreme because that's what it does. He has many, he has many pass ball, always found a way to, to get things done animal. during the regular season. But, yeah, you're getting a lot. I mean, Lux, we got Lux right now, even though Mr. First Cat is saying Lux in the outfield. I do have some concerns about that. We'll talk about that in a little bit. But Lux... I mean, I mean, you could argue him a you know a top three MVP finalist for the first half of this team for this team in the first half of the season. Lux has, has been you know he had a little bit of a down. He started slow, started to feel good, and now he's just kind of taken off. You know, and and kudos to him. He's he's putting in he's putting his name in the hat wherever they need him. He'll try to play. He's not an outfielder. It's very admitted and it's very obvious. And, you know, maybe don't throw yeah, him out there with Julio on the bump yeah, in a day game at Dodger I mean, Stadium. But he, but he's been a great sport in embracing that. Look, being best a number big nine league, hitter in baseball. Oh, without question. I mean, the numbers back that up. If you look at batting average hitting 305, if you look at the fact that he kind of changed his approach, more of a gap-to-gap -gap hitter than trying to go for the slug. And his bat-to-ball skills have been better. It's just, mm -hmm. His approach at the plate has really just tried to minimize kind of the movement on that swing. I mean, he's just doing such a better job in the box. And he just looks like he's much more poised, much under control. He's seeing it so much better this year. Yeah. And also, he doesn't let a bad at-bat or a, a little mini slump really get to him mm -hmm. or a bad defensive play get to him like he did last year. And I think that last yesterday, I mean, you saw the first inning kind of made a bad read on that fly ball, kind of goes over his head. Kind of. And, yeah, I mean, God, I guess the son was a Cubs fan yesterday, right? And then later in that inning, he takes a conservative approach on the line drive where they get the run. So you can tell he's in his head a little bit in the outfield. Yeah. He, he has the athleticism. There's no question about it. Outfield it's just the tough, outfield man. instincts. And I think that yeah. it's a work in progress, and it's not going to really, I think, matter in the future because I don't think – in the following seasons, you'll see him in the outfield very much. I mean, they want to turn mm -hmm. him into a, a super utility Chris Taylor type that player, but that's not going to happen. First step in the outfield takes instinct. Yeah. That takes a long time to learn and teach. Route takes time to learn and teach. You can get better with the route. Um, the speed you can't teach, but that's already there. He has that intangible, but it's that first step that's going to be tough. And then it's just, 
getting the stutter, st- the ball bouncing on you if you ever played in the outfield. But uh, I, I mean, would rather not see him uh, too much in left in an important game. <laughs> I haven't I haven't played a whole lot of outfield at Dodger Stadium, but I think 317 innings is is not a big sample size. Like I think of him as that wide that that raw wide receiver has yeah. all the athletic tools, but has no idea how to run a route. That is Gavin Lux right now in the outfield. Like it is there. I think he can be a super utility player, but I agree with you guys. That's not where he's going to be. Maybe even as soon as next year. Yeah. Like his future is as a middle infield, middle guy. infielder. Absolutely. That's what he should. That's a great be. point. He's played that all of his life. He's a, he admits. Look, I'm not an outfielder. He and again, respect to him going out and giving what he can to this team and to Dave Roberts where he needs him when he needs him. But um, that's yeah. not where his strength is going to lie. He's. A second baseman. He's he's turned himself into a pretty decent second baseman. Could see some time, so a good amount of time at shortstop uh, in the not too distant future. But um, I also appreciate. I also I think he had a kind of a public misstep before the twenty twenty season. He kind of had like an awkward. It was before the second s- summer camp. He kind of had a weird quote about like, oh, I just you know wasn't in the right headspace or wasn't ready. Yeah, he has never, to my knowledge, you you go to the games, you're in the locker room, but I don't think I've ever seen a bad quote about Lux whining about being put in the outfield. Like yeah. it's all positive. Uh, yeah, exactly. Like his mental headspace where he is right now, it's an awesome thing to watch. And it's exactly why you don't write guys off as bus after 550 plate appearances, <laughs> Major League Baseball. Sorry. Yeah, I mean to go back to your football analogy, it's that's why you only see. Deion Sanders once in a generation. And a lot of these Lux haters, they're backpedaling like Deion Sanders right now, trying to get you know into their DeLoreans and their Flux capacitor and delete all their Gavin Lux is a bust takes because he definitely, Lux has marked his spot with the Dodgers. And I do think he is a legitimate contingency plan to go play, yeah. to slot into that shortstop position if Trey Turner walks <clears> in. <throat> look, de- offensively, he's taking his walks. I mean, look, if you, had to, if you had to do some power rankings right now of who you'd want at the plate in a clutch at bat, Gavin Lux is right up there. And I think it's a, he's in a great spot yeah. too. If he was on another team, he wouldn't have the luxury. No pun intended on that one. I promise to be batting in the nine the nine hole like he is. Oh, yeah, but no. I think that being on this team, this collection of stars, has really helped him and kind of alleviated some of that pressure that yeah. he felt in previous seasons. But he was this, a top pr- prospect for a reason. There's also the the pressure of when the Dodgers have called you know prime blue chip type yep. prospects up. They have they have not failed often over the last decade the last real failure and that just was a a sign of the times jerry sands was never gonna be he was not a top 100 mlb prospect you cut me right to my core baxter i remember being excited about that was the the first prospect bust that broke my heart that's how uh, sad we were at that time but then you flash forward we get to the point of it's yasiel puig who hit it was Jock Peterson who hit. It was Cody Seager. Bellinger. It was Cody. It was Walker Bueller. They all hit. Bueller-ious. And then, I mean, the what, the stuff that came, the 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 notes, the the what, the hype that came with the Gavin Lux in, in nineteen. Former top prospect. Former top prospect. He was in the middle of a ridiculous run at AAA. He yep. was killing the league, and then it didn't hit. And he had never failed in his life. Yeah, when you're an it athlete at that time, level, man. you're just not used to time. struggling. I mean, you said the last decade, which is totally valid, but you can go back 20, 30 years. I mean, the Dodgers are infamous for having these big rookie cops. We're talking about our boy Mark Rusalonic, Todd Hollinsworth, Hideo Nomo. The list goes on. Spell Grusalonic in the in the comments without looking. Let's see if you can get the closest. No, Spar, no cheating spell on baseball reference. Mark Grusalonic. I'd be stroking. I remember that trade. Expos. I'd be stro- stroking in the stream, says poor Jerry. Ooh, we got a juice narrows. Andy LaRoche. Yeah, Andy LaRoche was pretty bad. That era, though. Think about it. Andy LaRoche. Bust. Edwin um, Jackson. Edwin Jackson. 
he had a career. He was yeah. fine. He did not put up enough time with LA to do much did, of anything. Debuted on his birthday? I think, yes. Yeah. 20th I birthday. I remember Vince Scully being very excited about Randy that. Randy Johnson. How about, how about Joel Guzman? Joel, Joel Guzman. You know, there's yeah. a great... That one really hurt me. Yeah. That's the early 2000s. Now we're in the golden age, and we had one guy that oh. took a couple of years to figure it out. There's a great video Someone's on the Dodgers right. Nation YouTube nice. channel with the four biggest prospect busts of all time. Oh. And you should check it out. Um, Shameless plug. Moving on, guys. Moving on. Uh, good talk. Good talk. Uh, I appreciate that one. Shout out to my boy, uh, Jerry Sands. Come on the show. Uh, come in the office. We need somebody to sweep. Enter the Sandman. <laughs> All-star game do, roster do, 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 dropped. Do, do, do. The Dodgers have four players on the National League All-star team, much of the chagrin of Dave Roberts, who wanted seven or 19 of these Dodgers on, uh, on the All-star roster. Mookie and Trey, of course, are the starters. The first time the Dodgers have had two Position players starting in the All Star Game since drum roll we don't have that button 1980, which was the last time the All Star Game was at Dodger Stadium. So that's pretty cool. Kershaw, of course, makes it, and the Catman Tony Gonsolin makes the All Star team. So a good first batch. You know, there's going to be more. It's nice to see Mookie in there. It's great to see Trey in there. That's going to be awesome. Chances are extremely high that there's a third Dodger starter. With either Catman or Tony uh, or uh, Tony Gonson's friend, <laughs> Mr. Tyler Clayton. Anderson. No, Mr. Clayton His- Kershaw, the the Minotaur, as they call him. Love me some Minotaur. The Claw, but uh, pretty cool. But amongst those absolute snubs here in Los Angeles, and I get it, and I hate the way the All Star thing works. With you got to have representation from each team. Like C.J. Crone, sure, having a good year, but. Should be Freddie Freeman. Rockies aren't a thing. Should be Freddie Freeman. Uh, Travis Dorno, sure. Fine year. Brooke owes a tattoo, in my opinion. But not Will Smith, one of the, the best offensive catchers in baseball and one of the best young up-and-coming players in baseball and absolutely should be a household name in the next couple of years. Straight-up snubs right there. In my opinion, Evan Phillips is snub, but you know, middle relievers don't get no love. Yeah. If Will Smith was a Yankee... We'd be hearing nonstop, oh, nonstop. <laughs> how, how much we have to about Gary Sanchez? Did Trevino make it? Uh, Yankees a catcher? I believe he did. But if if yeah. it was the Yankees or a Red, or the Red, or a Red Sox, we would it would be there'd be pitchforks at Rob Manfred's office in New York to get Will Smith on the team. But it's the West Coast, and it's just a little different. And you know, Bristol's a long way away from here. Yeah, and I also think he's a victim of playing with so much talent. There's so many stars on this team. You can't get lost. You can't get overshadowed. And when you haven't made that first all-star team, you really have to win it convincingly. You have to earn it convincingly sometimes when it's your mm-hmm. first time getting that nod. But I agree with you. That's an absolute snub. The disrespect to, that Will Smith has received by the players, I think, is just absurd when you consider the fact of how important he is. And it's become more of an offensive game anyway, and he's just such a premium bat as a catcher. But I think when it comes to Freddie Freeman, it's really a matter of, it is a little crowded at the first base it's position. And you mentioned the CJ Crone, the Crone zone. Every team has to have a representative. To me, that's ridiculous. That's literally yeah. trophies getting your orange slices and everyone gets their little league trophy to me that's to me that's one of the things that really kills the all-star game i, I want just the stars give me the creme de la creme but look i mean look at cj crone i mean 20 home runs it's not like it's absolutely egregious he's and, been he's been good he's yeah, been good he's definitely I, been good i firmly believe that the hoopla and the drama from freddie freeman's week in atlanta turned off dodgers fans on going out and voting for him there is no yeah, world. There is no. Bad timing. There is no world where he should be third. And look, Goldschmidt is deserving. I totally respect that. Pete Alonso's in a big market. He was second after the first round of voting. I think some Dodger fans 
I think it's gonna be a tight race anyway. We just talked about how ta- how talented that position is. I think all of that drama really turned off Dodger fans. You have people on Twitter saying trade him back to the Braves, release him. He doesn't want to be here. I think the timing on that to Clint's <laughs> point was absolutely terrible. And I think Dodgers fans, not MLB, are responsible for Freddie Freeman not being in the All Star game. Yeah, again, bad timing and and the fact that uh, you know there's there's a reason that Trey and Mookie actually got voted in when it counted most because the Dodgers were at home and that plays a big role. Yeah. When the team's at home, they're able to represent uh, or, or urge the fans to go out and QR vote. codes everywhere. Yeah. QR codes everywhere because that's a sign of the times. You know, we used to uh, – well, I forgot what's going I saw No More Garcia Parra. Great, there you go. Great I, was, I was distracted by that too. Yeah. Great, that was a great uh, <laughs> what, uh, fifth, uh, fifth man vote or whatever they called that back in the day. I don't know. I lost my, my train yeah, of thought. Yeah, I mean, like you one. said, they are, there is stack to that position. I mean, how can you make the case that, uh, that, that he's more deserving than Alonzo and Goldschmidt? That's a healthy debate. We know Goldschmidt was a surefire yeah, lock. There's no question about no it. But pushback on Goldschmidt. When you oh, yeah, talk the about, point I was going with, yeah. the Dodgers being on the road at that time, yeah. also coming off the contra- controversy, terrible. But Also, uh, are people watching like how often Freeman is picking balls that should probably not be caught by most first basemen? I mean, you he's know, had a couple. He's like good, right? He's like really good. He's like a gold, gold glover. Gold. He's got the gold. Yeah. He's got the yeah. yeah. Wins. CJ hey, Freeman. Not Freeman. Go- is that gold glove? <laughs> Freeman. Yeah, gold CJ glove. Crone, oh, he, he's like, uh, I ain't going to be here. <laughs> yeah, gonna be here. the best hitter after me. No, but I think when it comes to Freddie Freeman, I think personally they didn't have him in the All-Star game because they were afraid that, hey, if he's in the game, the moment he might cry and they might have the game have <laughs> okay, a rain Dylan, out. Okay, Dylan, might have a rain so out. Calm so, down, so Dylan. That is why he lost yeah, the vote. Yeah, yeah. 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 I've had enough no, I of this crying that's, bullshit, yeah, No, I don't way. think that's serious at all. I mean, Freddie Freeman is more than deserving. He's been worth every penny. He was an absolute steal by yes. Andrew Friedman once again. Dylan Hernandez, man, I can't wait for the LA Times to fail and he has to, you know, <laughs> beg for money on the street somewhere. But anyways, I'm looking for um, the Dylan Hernandez Substack. Oh yeah, the Dylan Hernandez. Sub, yeah, fire. Exactly. You know your career is shit when you're on Substack. Gosh, man. Respectfully, respectfully. Guys, whose dinner parties I would not ever want to attend. Um, if you were good, you would be with an actual yeah. publication. I have some pushback, but we're not here to litigate Substack. Moving on, we can go on for this for a while. We have a couple more shows this week. We probably talk about a designated Twitter because why not? Hey, I want to know what Mark Langell's opinion is uh, on snubs. Tune in this uh, Wednesday. We're going to have our friend Mark Langell, Dodgers team historian. He's going to join us here in the office, and we're going to talk about the All-Star game and all that kind of stuff. So that'll be coming out either Wednesday or Thursday. But uh, if you have any questions for him, we love uh, love our man Mark Langell. Always fun to have him here on the Dodgers Nation, but two more snubs, question mark, I want to talk about. Tyler Anderson has had a great year. Mr. Duck, which you won't let go. It's Tyler, the outs creator. Get it right. Doug coined that one. <laughs> Gary was in here earlier, and he was sort of playing devil's advocate in a way. And we've, we've seen the question that's been asked to Clayton Kershaw, and, and it's fair to a point. Was Kershaw really the best option is he taking away, and I will say 100% no, Clayton Kershaw is an all-star. He deserves it. He's had a great year. Sure, he missed a couple of games. Clayton Kershaw is a National League all-star in 2022, and it was deserved. But he a few times has said so far this year, I don't want to feel like I'm taking a spot from anybody, especially somebody on my team. I would say he was probably most worried about Tony Gonsolin. He's a guy that he's taken under his paw and kind of, you know, is, is because, because he's a minotaur? Because no, because the cat thing. The paw kind of star fishy. game. The yeah, paw star game. Yeah, it was a little, a little. He wasn't worried about taking a spot away from Carlos Rodon. I liked it. I liked it. He, less so that, but uh, you know, you'd argue like, was he really? Was Kershaw 
the most deserving, even amongst the Dodger roster. Tyler Anderson is somebody you wonder about. And I do agree. Carlos Rodon is having a fine year up there with the San Francisco's. But the Giants suck. The, Tyler, the Anderson thing, look, you don't, we don't do all-star selections based upon our preseason expectations of you being middling and then you're pretty good. But have like, you seen his wins? He's a great pitcher. He's 16th in the RA. He's 16th in FIP in the NL. He's been great. But I think the the lens of like, oh, he's going to be average at best. He was supposed to piggyback at the start of the season. I'm sorry. Like, we're not doing all-star voting upon like, oh, we thought you're going to suck, but you're actually like pretty good. So we'll make you an all-star. That's just not how it yeah. works. And to me, I don't care if he makes, if he doesn't make the MLB all-star game because he needs to be in the NFL Pro Bowl with the way he shook off Ian Hat there as a free safety in that situation. But no, when it comes to Tyler Anderson, <laughs> I think the most impressive thing is he leads the team in innings pitched at 91 and a third's innings. You mentioned he has the same FIP as Tony Gonson. I believe the 315 ERA. So definitely, is he deserving? Sure, but mm-hmm. not a sexy pick. I mean, he's not a guy you want to throw in your midsummer classic. This is a made-for-TV event. Let me remind you that the all all-star game. It's an exhibition. It's, it's an exhibition yeah. game that celebrates the performance of players for the first 55% of the season. Okay. Mm-hmm. So that's one thing is look, we're big NBA fans. I don't look at the NBA all-star selections. What do we look at? All NBA, right? First team, right. second team, third game. I mean, that's kind of my, but, my uh, feeling towards baseball. Mm-hmm. And I think that's the best thing to have Clay and Kershaw, a guy who's one of one. He, and, and it's the, also the, the story, man. It's also like, what have they done in their career? Do you think Albert Pujols deserves to be on there? No, it's about what he's done in his career. He was voted in by the commissioner, who we know is bad at making decisions. I'm not mad at, at Albert because he didn't. he's not really taking anybody else's spot. But it's cool to see him on there. Uh, does not deserve it. Yeah, like to your point, if Clayton Kershaw is in the second year of a, Kershaw's a great story of a $200 million contract and he had missed significant time, yeah, maybe you say this is not going to be his last all-star selection, so why not? We'll leave him off the team. But the mm-hmm. reality is when he has pitched this year, he has pitched at an all-star level. With pitchers with at least 16 innings pitched, he's pretty much top five in essentially every single category. So absolutely throw him into that game. And I think that it takes probably what was already one of the most hyped all-star games in history because it's in Los Angeles for the first time in 42 years. And it, it was takes delayed. It, to, uh, it was delayed. We should have had it in 2020. Mm-hmm. I mean, it just takes it to a whole nother level. And I think if you're a guy like Tyler Anderson, who to me, he deserves the award for substitute teacher of the year. That's what he is. Just stepping in, filling his role, Man. the new grip of that changeup that he found this season. I just love watching. What? I love the compete. With Tyler Randerson, Good depth right? Change up. Yeah. This, whole, depth, yeah. this whole Clayton yeah. Kershaw never started an all-star game, this thing could have been put to bed long ago and could ne- never have happened if Bruce Boshi had started him in 2013 instead of Matt yeah. Harvey. The reason he started Matt Harvey is because the game was at was City in New Field. York, yes. yeah. So, as I mean, usual, this is the Giants' fault, for those of you upset about oh, Clayton go. Kershaw <laughs> starting the all-star game. He's going to start the game. He has to start the game. Brian Snitker is a dude who respects the game. He's a baseball lifer. He's that he's a hybrid for sure of the old school and the new school, but he is an old school at heart. He understands that this is literally the only time in yeah. his life that Clayton Kershaw yeah. will be able to start an all-star game at his home ballpark where he's going to eventually be seeing his number 22 in the rafters for the rest of his life. We're, we're all going to be seeing a statue out in the center field plaza in five or six years after his retirement. The dude deserves it, and it's not just because of his career. The numbers are there. It's going to be one damn inning. It's like an opening Let day Gonson roster. Pitch the it second. doesn't Let mean Sandy anything. Let Sandy Alcantara pitch the third. I mean, I, I think mean, it's going to be back and yeah. forth. It'll be, yeah. it'll be Kirsch, 
Alcantara. Yeah. And then and you can also say 2014, Matheny going with Wainwright, too. I mean, there was yeah. multiple was times where Kershaw should have had an opportunity. But it's nice to see everyone over the last 48 hours finally jump on that bandwagon because I've been driving the bandwagon for more than a month now. You've been on it. I've, I put it on Twitter. Oh, Clayton Kershaw needs to start the All-Star game. You guys know I got the receipts. I've been saying it for months now, and I heard pushback from Dodgers Nation. No, it should be Tony Gonson. Tony Gonson's earned it. By that logic, you give it to Sandy Alcantara. Yeah. Having a pitcher named Sandy pitch at Dodger Stadium, that's cool with me too. I'd love to see him in Dodger Blue one day, but the reality is what is best for the game? The answer, Clayton Kershaw starting. Kershaw versus Shohei at Dodger Stadium. Look, I'm not even a big all-star game guy. I'd rather watch the Rays versus like the Orioles on a Tuesday in, in May than the all-star game. The all-star game is an exhibition game. To me, I'm usually not into it, but I think that it's going to draw in the casual fan at a time when baseball needs it. And I think it's a no-brainer. So, Brian Snicker, you do the right thing. And, hey, if you're another pitcher out there, Sandy Alcantara, Tony Gonsolin, Corbin Burns, whoever you want to include as a candidate for that position. If you get that role, you give it to Clayton Kershaw, like Vince Carter did to Michael Jordan in the 2003 All-Star Game. I'm very passionate about this. I'm surprised you didn't whip out Sandy Alcantara starting to be a Sandy Alcontroversy. That was a tailor-made That's, Doug right that there. That is. And, uh, I think the way... I, I think, think you've been way, hanging out with me too much is what I'm going to say. Not enough, man. Not enough? God, I miss you. Like All right. Hey, touch guys. his leg again. There you go. There's also, a, can I, you move a little bit to your right? Am I screwing really it up? Helps out the channel. Hi, camera. <laughs> Look, also, I think the way that Brian Snicker handled the Braves' first trip to Dodger Stadium, presenting Freeman with his award, I think that shows you the kind of class act that Brian Snicker yes. is, despite the fact that he looks like an old hobgoblin you left in the microwave. But I think he's going to do the right thing. He's going to start Clayton Kershaw in the NL game. And it's done. Yeah. And we'll end all this snickering. I mean, it's, it'll be, it's, yeah. we'll be right. All right, I'm going to mute his ass. All right. <laughs> In a roaring stadium, their silence is deafening. 136 Israelis are still being held hostage by Hamas. Bring them home. One more yeah. snub. Let's get to a couple of comments here. I.B. Stroken said D-Mac would rather be watching the Quakes versus the Rawhide. <laughs> I, I did see uh, Swollen Sausage saying no high for me. Yes, high, Swollen Sausage. Uh, Sarah Morris in the stream with, the, uh, with some fire comments in here. She's one who mentioned uh, uh, Nomar Garcia-Para, which totally threw a wrench at all of us because we love our He we did love a great us, Nomar we love impersonation. You, he did great Nomar. And the in the batting stance, oh, your yeah. favorite. You little, Do the uh, this, yeah. yeah. The tap, man. The hey, tap. Whittier represent. Yeah. That's my boy. Whittier in the easy. I know my my. I know his friends, cousins, uncles, grandpas, dads, dogs. So like, we're basically roommates or BFFs, something. Like man. Shout out. Um, moving on though. Uh, we do have one comment here, and it was going to be the next, the next point I was going to make. Uh, Craig Craig Osterberg, our, our buddy, our pal, says Julio was snubbed. Also, you got to look at Julio. We got to also note that these nods, All Star Game nods, roster nods, happened before his ugly Sunday outing, where he got no help from Gavin Lux and <laughs> got charged all those runs. By the way. Um, Struggles again, but that was after the fact. <sighs> six, what, six and four or whatever it is, the record wasn't there, and that means something to these idiots because that's how they, they all, all these players grow up also on wins. 
meaning something in their lives because all of their coaches are old, crusty dinosaurs who like said they Snicker. need to throw. What? You're ten. Why aren't Winter you throwing like two hundred innings? Game. They mean nothing. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Where's my boo button? I, I, plug I, in was, I was letting you go on your wins thing. Look, I, I think you. So you're. Big. I'm just telling you. I, I I understand the thinking of dumb people. I, I like, agree with you. I mean, it's definitely yeah. that's the number that you it's point a to. Factor. I, my friends all text me like or ask me, "Who do you guys uh, should it be?" I gone? thought we're your friends. No. Go ahead, go you guys ahead. are my brothers. Different. Oh, is that I'm the is that the yeah? Like, yeah. <laughs> No, I'm just playing, but no, Dylan. you know, everyone asks, like, should it be Gonson or should it be Kershaw to start the game? They go, well, Gonson's un- he's undefeated. He hasn't lost a game. And I'm like, oh, Henry Chadwick, the guy who created the idea, one of the godfathers of baseball who started the ideas of wins and losses. But yeah, I mean, I think we talk about Julio Arias. He's a guy that is also a, a byproduct of just a year that no one saw coming with Tony Gonson. Because I think if you look at this rotation, how successful they were, and if you didn't have the breakout year from the great Catsby, the Gonslinger, Tony mm. Gonslin, and maybe you see Walker Buehler, he struggled, he was injured, and then Andrew Heaney goes down. Maybe Urias and Kershaw, they're able to make that team, but instead it's, it's Clayton Kershaw and and Tony Gonson. So I think that you can't have too many stars from the same team. And that's what I think is so rigged about this whole process. I mean, it should be the best players that have that are worthy of it. But I think Urias was just a little, even before yesterday's start, I think that he was pretty close, giving up a little too many dingers. Yeah. Um, and he did have a little, was in a little bit of a funk in the month of May before yeah. he really started turn June around. was phenomenal. Yeah, yeah. Was I mean, he has that problem. He still has the problem with the first innings. He's a guy who yeah. can very quickly blow up. And, and it, it, to me, it's still like he has, a, he has a hard time controlling his emotions. He lets way too much get under his skin too quickly. Like you saw the reaction. How many times have you kind of seen him borderline show up his teammates? He showed up an ump last week in the Padres series. That's fine, though. It's an ump. Yeah, the, I mean, FTP. He, like yeah, Rocky Lux, series. Even last year in the uh, yeah, he did NLCS. That then. He did that on he did Sunday. Yesterday. Yeah. yeah. I, I think for Urias it comes down to, and you touched on it, like if you're going to have a third starter, you need to have unimpeachable statistics <laughs> yes. to, be a third yes, star, to be a third starter yes. on the team. And also, too, like maybe MLB is wary of doing, I think the Royals one year had like seven yeah. starters. Well, that's because of shit, stupid voting. That mean, Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I know what that's what you're going for. I, I, just, I just think that you need I'm to still have. still mad about that. Yeah, I think, I think if Urias had like a 2-3 ERA, we wouldn't be having this discussion. He'd yeah. be on the, on the All-Star team. Well, he was right there up until, you know, he kind of got screwed into a five-run first. Yeah. Well, maybe I'm wrong. That like, was not quite his fault. Yeah, I mean, the Grand Slam, like, you're still giving up a lot of home runs. Like, his home, his home, his home run rate is still, Again, is still it, bad. It's an argument, but that's why he's fifth on my snub list. But it goes to show you, hey, maybe the Dodgers do have a team of effing all-stars because you, know, you can make an argument for mm, not really anybody else. Freddie, Will, but that's Anderson, Ty, yeah, Julio, that's, Evan Phillips. I mean, to your... To, I mean, well, Trace Thompson, I mean... Jake, don't Lamb. be a Trace. Rake Lamb. What about my boy? Don't be a hey, Trace, Trace Lamb season. You you got the Dude, comment you, you, in at the right the, time. You see that guy Trace Lamb season? Like yeah. I literally during the post game show, I was like, he had just Trace Thompson. And I was like, Dude, why don't you do a split profile pick? And he did it within like minutes. <laughs> like literally impressive. two minutes. Trace, impressive. I got I mean, you, man. I got looks, you. It looks yeah. atrocious, but I respect the it's game. Art. It's art. I think I mean how spoiled are we though? We're 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 complaining Barry. about not having enough. All we're not complaining. Like, we're just filling an hour. No, I'm I'm yeah I'm happy to I'm happy to help you fill anytime anywhere. Phrasing, but look the fact that we're I think Urias and Will Smith like they're going to get their time as all stars, especially yeah. Will Smith. Like I think it's it's going to happen. Will will be a perennial guy for sure. Freddie we know is already a perennial guy. Tyler Anderson, this was going to be his one and done. 
probably possibly still makes it. But if it comes between like Will, Freddie, and Tyler Anderson, give me Will on that roster. I just think Freddie's just been so good and consistent. I think he's been a little more consistent this year than Will Smith. Like Freeman. Plus, you know, these 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 networks love the they being got some able leverage. to talk yeah. about him crying angle. You know, it's Joe Davis, and I respect the man, but they're still going to force that crap down his throat where he's got to, did you guys see that Freddie cried? When they were making fun of it on the Sunday Night Baseball broadcast, that's when it got bad. When Eduardo Perez was like, oh, man, we got to see him cry again, and everyone laughed. But look, Freddie Freeman still leads the league in opposite field hits. The slug hasn't been there, but still, I think, for my money, the second best first baseman in the NL, but whatever. It's all The numbers say that. He posts every game. I think he's second uh, in plate appearances. I mean, he's out there each and every day giving you quality at-bats. He's picked up the slug. And like I said, if anyone's going to benefit from the star power in the past, he's definitely one of those handful of names that you just want in the game from a branding standpoint. (laughs) I think, uh, rest in peace, Cody. (laughs) But uh, yeah, I think Freddie Freeman, I want to see him there. I mean, I I was hoping that Julio would just have a better year and just lock himself into it from performance alone. I mean, it would be great to see someone that has equity with fans around the league because of what he did in the 2020 postseason. People remember Julio on the mound getting that final out. So it's not like he's a stranger to teams out there, fans out there. But look, I mean, you're going to be happy with what we got. And look, to me, I'm more, uh, I want to, I want to win a World Series championship than, uh, you know, having, uh, having players in the All Star game. But yeah, I mean, it's just, it's just great for these players' career. Like Dave Roberts said to Tony Gonsley, he said, You're an MLB All Star and no one can take this away from you. I mean, look, I won most improved player on a JV baseball team. And I look at that award every single day. And it's a big deal to me to have won that award. So I can only imagine what uh, MLB player that makes a one-time all-star team. I mean, will, will Tony Gonson be a perennial all-star? I mean, I know he said it was his goal to make an all-star team, but I mean, it's, it's tough because yeah. like I said, you have to have a hot start. You have to avoid injury. And I do think my only issue though, is the Yankees have gotten a lot of players in this all-star game. And the Dodgers, oh, they're the class Yankees. of the National League. The Yankees. Yeah. The New York Yankees. But yeah, but the problem is the Dodgers are on the West Coast, and that bias is a real damn thing. Oh, those, yeah, I mean, I think half the, I mean, if you think about it, more than half those players who are voting for the reserves aren't even up for the Dodgers game, or they're actually playing in a game, or they're asleep. Uh-huh. Yeah. Is this Tony Gonsolin's first and only All-Star game for his career? I mean, if I had to take the over, I would take the over just because, I mean... Yeah, it's a smart play. I mean, he's really figured things out in a major way. I mean, we're not going to get into the weeds on it, but he's I got, mean, I'm not sitting here saying I was the biggest Tony Gonson truther either. So I'm not. I'm not trying to try take that victory lap. Right. He's got you. You are. I mean, Brooke as well. He's I mean, got I know you guys. a four pitch mix that yeah. stays that plays any yeah. day, any season, as long as he has command of those pitches. He has been in Babbitt heaven. We know that. He has benefited yeah. from speak Ill some of those. Yeah. Stats yeah. On. We're not going to manifest it or anything like Moving that. Moving on. But, okay. Moving that on. That was our cue to go to the next topic. Uh, yeah. Quickly, I do want to talk about the, the home run derby again. I assume this is probably something we're going to talk about more on uh, the network uh, the rest of this week and leading up to it. But uh, in case you want to see more of that, subscribe, hit that bell, hit the like, leave a comment. really helps out the channel. We talked a little bit uh, in the early parts of the stream here. Will Smith hopefully ends up somehow in the home run derby because I think it would be a travesty to not have a Dodger representing uh, the National League or representing the team in Los Angeles in the home run derby. Will Smith has said he he's down for it. He would love to do it. He's probably the only guy who makes the most sense to be sort of doing it. Why? Based on, I don't know, it just sounds like a thing to say. 
Um, our Pujols is an all-star, so that's a, I mean, is a home run derby guy. And an all-star. And an all-star, so there's a, there's a fifth Dodger if you really want to go that way with it. I don't know, I just, I just wanted to throw in the home run derby stuff. Is there anybody else we could want in there besides Will Smith? Austin Barnes. Good, good I mean, may, maybe, uh, maybe, bring in, Barnes, uh, maybe bring Barnes, it, put in Max Muncy, and it, like, has the opposite effect. It oh, doesn't it break his him? swing. Yeah. It actually fixes him because we know that myth that's out there. I think Will Smith, if he doesn't get into the game somehow, it would be nice for him to be a part of the event in some capacity. I don't see him as a true, like, slugger. I mean, he's got a short, yeah. compact swing and hard contact when he gets it, you see balls go over the fence, right? He's not like a yeah. guy that is like a Jock Peterson. That's and to me, if I could have any former Dodger, I think I would switch to Jock Peterson. But I think if you had Will Smith, I hope he's in there. Brother. Yeah, having him in there, I think Will Smith goes in there and I think he performs well. I think he just he he imagines that every ball is Chris Rock's head, and then Chris, you know Will Smith slaps it out of the. Okay, that was the last Will connection on, on yeah. the earlier note. Yeah, maybe we get Cody in there, fix his swing. It's what broke him in 2019. <laughs> I, I would like to see Cody Bellinger in there. I don't. I don't oh, think different Cody. Yeah, yeah, not that one. I think that producer Cody. I'm sure Mookie. I'm sure they're going to ask Mookie Betts to do it. Ooh. And I think he should say no. Yeah, hundred like, percent. Oh, major absolutely. no. He's, like, uh, he's still ins- got a broken rib. It, well, it's, like, it's like LeBron doing the dunk contest. You know, it ain't happening. Right at this yeah. stage of his career, at least. Yeah, I just think I also think Betts is just in such a nice groove. He's only been back for a handful of games, but you don't you don't really want to mess with that. I do buy some of the home run derby. It messes up with your swing. I think Jose Abreu, or sorry, Bobby Abreu, thank you, yeah, Bobby. broke his swing winning the home run derby, and he sucked the second half of the 53 year. Fifty three home runs yeah. in that derby. Yeah, Oof. if there's Oof. if there's something not to get upset about, I think I would prefer to have nobody in the home run derby than rather have nobody in the futures game. Like the futures game to me is almost as meaningful as far as a tip of the hat yeah. than the home run derby. The home run derby is great, but look, it's going to be Pete Alonso, it's going to be Vladimir Guerrero Jr., and it's going to be at Dodger Stadium, and it's going to be awesome, and I can't wait to watch it. But I'm not going to be sitting there like, I can't believe a Dodger's not in this thing at Dodger Stadium. Would it be nice? Yes. Is there a logical choice based upon the two All-Stars we have? Not really. Yeah, I'd rather have the best sluggers available because why would I want to see my player on my team that he's probably going to be a first-round exit, right? I just want the best sluggers in the game. And I do think we have players on the Dodgers that could fare well in the All-Star, uh, in the home There's, run derby. But There is but one answer, Jake Lamb. Oh, nice poll. Going to manifest this one now. That ain't going to happen. Jake Lamb for your 2022 national or uh, MLB All-Star game. Why not make it happen? And also, fact check, I'm not 100% sure Cody did the 2019 All-Star game, but it's a good narrative, and uh, we're going, going with, with it. it. You know what Trey Turner it. could win if they ever start doing a skills challenge at the All-Star game? Let That'd me guess. Cool. Is it slides? Sliding, defense, running. I mean, I think it'd be great. Slide to the left. Yeah. Slide to the right. I mean, Dude tell me if I'm now. wrong. Trey Turner would win a skills competition if they took the five most athletic guys and yeah, put them in a skills comp. Yeah, he's, uh, he's pretty good at uh, doing stuff. But I think that was a controversy in 2019, right? A lot of people wanted Belly to do it, and that's when Dodger fans were like, don't do it. You're going to hurt your swing. And I think he ended up He did opting. do a derby, though, right? Didn't he? Was it in 18 then? Uh, we can find out. It definitely was in 2019. If only somebody definitely. had the internet. What do you got? Oh, but 17. 17. That's right. He so skipped it, it in 2019. Year. Yeah, I skipped gotcha. it. Yeah. Thanks. If my memory serves me right. All right. Next time we're going to have to get a quick mic for uh, producer Cody over there. Thanks, producer Cody. Um, <laughs> Justin Kim 2000 asking. Judge? Yes. Do you want to do Freeman first or do you want to get into the, the hot stove? Freeman? It's your, it's your show. Freeman. Freeman. 
Oh, we're yeah, we're doing we're doing what's on the script. All right. <laughs> Moving on, guys. Enough of the All Star stuff. Good to because see everybody tonight. Like this man said, it really don't mean shit. I'm paraphrasing. It's cool that it's in Los Angeles. That's going to be fun to and see. And that to me. And Our I'm boy just, DJ happy, Premier yeah. is going to be there. We don't know how many of the concession people are going to be there, but that's just a whole thing I don't want to touch because I don't touch yeah. Union. No, I asked people in the post-game show on a scale of 1 to 10, how excited are you that the All-Star Game's in L.A? And pretty much it was off the charts, off the charts. But uh, And also the uniforms, I think, are an upgrade, too. I think the uniforms are better this year. They're not like those Padres City disconnect uniforms. <laughs> I mean, look, you're a real I, fan of those, aren't you? I mean, when I think of the city of San Diego, I don't think of Sherbert, right? I or think cocaine. of cocaine or cocaine. I think of, I, I think of bagels as in the amount of World Series titles they have. OK, I mean, those 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 jerseys are terrible. It looks Get like a, it looks like a 90s Taco Bell took a dump on a baseball uniform. And I'm just not a big fan. I think the Miami Heat knocked it out of the park with their Miami Vice. But the San Diego disconnects. Not a huge fan. Not a fan at all. Sorry, I got them in my chest. I'm a big Jersey guy, right, Cody? San, we love our youth. San Diego yeah. right now being like, bitch, you got me fucked <laughs> up. <laughs> I like to believe. I Thank think, you. I think one I of the biggest eyesores would be the Smurf suits versus the Sherbert boys. Anthony Keene says, say by the Bell uniforms, quality pull. Dude. It's good. I mean, it's cool they're doing a promotional thing with the new Barbie movie, but I mean, like, no. I mean, to me, I just do not feel them. And I, look, I think that was like the beginning of the end of their season. I think you're going to look at their 2021, 2022 season. Coincide. Uh, yeah, man. I mean, eight games up. Like I said, where are the Padres? They're down there somewhere. Moving on, guys. This is the stuff everybody's really, really, really here for. We got, we got a little bit of trade talk, and that's always fun. Andrew Friedman. No longer quite just the GM of the Dodgers, but he is the guy who really calls the shows uh, show there in Los Angeles. He did an interview with the Athletic, Mister Fabian Ardaya, last week, and um, little Andy F is kind of setting up what the next few, uh, what the next month might look like for the Dodgers on the trade market. You want to read us some quotes? You're so good at reading. I would love to. Thank you for calling on me. <laughs> <clears throat> We've expended a lot of future talent in the last five, six years. Obviously, we're going to explore anything and everything, but we're not looking to empty. We have confidence in the group we have here. It's not something that will be a necessity in our minds. If something lines up, great, and we'll be around the backboard. But hopefully, it's something that we can continue to fill internally. Once again, internally. We've heard a lot about internally from this front office over the last season, over the last few weeks. Yeah. And it just, we've argued about it uh, over the last few weeks on this show as well. I mean, the more we kind of think about it, the more we talk to ourselves about trade deadline and needs and looking at what's on the 40-man roster down the pipeline, I don't know that this team can go out and significantly improve with some trades without further damaging their farm system. That's just my take on it. I mean, if you're looking for sustainability to win the division, to win the NLCS, to get back to the World Series, then I understand you. But the reality is this team hasn't won a full regular season, 162-game World Series since 1988. And I won't be satisfied until they do it. A World Series where you you play 37% of the regular season games 
and you're not having home ballparks. What happened in 2020, it was magical. We're going to remember it forever. But I'm telling you, within this organization, they're not going to be happy. We talked to Mark Walter, the owner of the Dodgers himself. We asked him if we could borrow a million bucks. He said no. But we, asked, I mean, you could tell with the look in his eye that he was not content with the success we have. I asked him straight up, is this the dream realized with the Dodgers? He says, well, we'd like to win some more World Series yes. titles. And if you would like to win some more World Series titles, you go out there, you make a big splash. And also you have to factor in, we've talked a little bit about the New York Yankees and what if they get Luis Castillo and the competition yeah. with this Yankees team? Yeah, people comparing this Yankees team to the 98 Yankees. Or the, the, those are the it's great a, Yankees teams. It's a scary teams. team, man, especially when think, you get to that point. Uh, to to derail you for a second, you get to that point where they're in a, the, a, short, se uh, a short series. You only need three or four starters. You can have somebody uh, like uh, the slow leg guy. What's his name again? I can't remember his name right now. Glad I derailed you for this. Slow real guy? The slow leg guy. Uh, the, oh, the pitcher. Uh, Cortez? Yeah, Nestor. Yeah, Nestor, yeah. Nestor coming out and, and doing yeah. stuff from the yeah. bullpen. Be pretty damn impressive, especially if they yeah. can find a way to get target like you're saying. Look, like, I mean, like, I'm not saying like you go and you just completely, because look, the reality is, especially when you consider the injury to Frankie Montaz, they gave him the mm -hmm. cortisone shot. That catapulted Luis Castillo, who was already seen by many when it comes to a pure raw stuff standpoint, yeah. as the best pitcher available. But like I said, if the Dodgers are able to get someone like Luis Castillo, who John Morosi said today, that they have had conversations mm -hmm. with the Cincinnati Reds. And you know there's been communication there for years now when it comes to Luis Castillo. And I just think that you have to not look at it as, okay, we need this guy to come in and win the division or win the league. We're looking at the Yankees as the competition. That's, I think, we have to keep in mind because, look, rising tides, it lifts all boats. And you got a yacht out there in Luis Castillo that you can bring in. And you imagine giving a guy with that kind of raw stuff to Dr. Pryor and to Connor McGinnis, what they could do with them. Last three starts, a .90 ERA. He's looked fantastic after starting the year with some shoulder soreness. And, look, you also... There's just so many question marks with Walker Buehler, and he lost his best pitch in the four-seam fastball. They don't have another guy that can miss bats with the four-seam fastball quite like a Louis Castillo that can hit triple digits, high 90s, miss bats, yeah. use that filthy changeup. And look, bottom line, I just want to see those Reds at Dodger Stadium, okay? And I think it'd be – he would he, – <laughs> remember with Trey Turner – I mean, he was already a star, right? But then he comes to L.A., you see the slide heard around the world, which I would mind you, first debuted on Dodgers Dugout's Twitter. It has now has 10 million views. So, Trey, we got you. Um, and then I think the same thing will happen with Luis Castillo, a guy yeah. that was already a star, really becomes a much bigger star when you throw him in Los Angeles. So, yeah, I want to see, see them make a move for a frontline starting pitcher. What are, you, what are your thoughts, Eric? Hold on, I was say doubling back a little bit in case you guys, uh, anybody missed the news or, or the, the rumor that popped up today. J.P. Morosi brought up the Castillo talks. Luis Castillo said the Dodgers and Reds have had preliminary trade conversations about the right-hander. Um, it could be a point where you're just trying to stoke the flames of trade talk leading in to the all-star game. We could throw back to 2018 where all the Manny Machado uh, talk was starting just before the all-star game. And it made it that much more exciting to see, uh, you know, all of these dudes together <laughs> potentially, you know, I mean, eventually we did see him join the 2018 Dodgers, but he took the selfie over there with, uh, with Matt Kemp and all that. Anyways, off topic. Iconic. On that one. Iconic. He's getting, Morosi's getting uh, the fires of the trade hot stove going, but, you know. Let's break out the Dodgers. Friedman said, uh, we've traded away a lot of talent. 
over yeah. the last few years. Uh, traded away more than anybody is what he said. At some point, it catches up to you, and I think that's something they're really, really looking to avoid. We've talked about this, again, a lot over the last few weeks, and we seem to have all kind of talked ourselves into being resigned to the fact they're not going to make a massive splash. And, and I, I think that's the same stance you're going to take, even with like the whole oh, Castillo rumors popping up on us now. Does that move the needle for you in any way? I don't believe in a whole lot in this world, but in Freeman we trust. Like whatever yes, Andrew sir. Freeman deems is the best course of action. But if I were on the market for a big starting pitcher, I probably would put out a lot of public comment about, I don't know if we're out there for a big trade. We're pretty happy with the group we got. There's a, there's a basketball exactly. team in this town trying to do the same thing with Russell Westbrook. Like, nah, we're, we're happy with where we are. We're going we're gonna to upgrade. We're making improvements. We have Dustin May coming back. Danny Duffy can chip in a little bit. Walker Bueller's going to be back in September. We're going to improve internally. I think he's a smart enough guy to be bluffing the whole thing, and they're working, around the, they're working around the backside. And to your point, like, yeah, the price for Castillo now has gone up significantly with Frankie Montas getting yep. injured. He's also under team control. Castillo's under team control for one more year after this year. So it's not going to come cheap. It's going to count some. It's going to cost you some prospect depth. I want to see them go out and get a frontline starter. I'm. I love Friedman. I just said I trust him with my life. I'm not buying all of this. I think this is an incredible PR job. I think they are working around the backboard. What he does best. What he does best. What are you going to say? Hey, we really need a starter. Please, please, just absolutely get as many assets from us as you can. And also, I love prospect huggers. They're fine people. They're good people. The, the, the probability of all five of the Dodgers' top five prospects panning out is pretty damn low. I don't think I've They're ever all, heard a yeah. word about any of the guys we traded for Manny Machado. They're all— Like, Jeter Downs yeah. made some noise last night. Uh, I know you in the night baseball run. game. Yeah, but yeah. Oh, my oh God. Oh, my God. But look, no. it, I, I'm, I'm, I'm down with the trade. You're not, you're not in win-now mode, but this is what you do when you have the number one farm system. Yeah. You're not going to have to trade Landon Knack and Ryan Pepio and Miguel Vargas and Andy Pajes. Yeah, All, and, it, and, 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 yeah. yeah I think it's going to be two or three guys. Notably, the Dodgers are fantastic at, at identifying the dudes to send away in the blockbuster trades. Unless it's a trade for a reliever. Shout out Did Jordan you Alvarez and, and, and O'Neal uh, Cruz. Cruz. But I mean, think of all the trades. I mean, the Dodgers yeah. have been in on every massive blockbuster, and that's two dudes we can name. But here's a thought exercise for you: If Walker Buehler comes back, he had he had he went from one of the best four seam fastballs in the league yeah. to literally one of the worst ineffective four seam fastballs in the league. He's trying to reinvent himself on the fly. Let's do a little thought exercise. What if you do get the regression from Tony Gonson? I'm not trying to be Dougie Downer here, right? No, but there's absolutely that. You get the regression from Tyler Anderson. Clayton Kershaw has an injury. Walker Buehler doesn't figure it out. Julio Urias runs out of gas again. You're telling me that this franchise, a team that already had a rotation, that had a healthy Dustin May, a Clayton Kershaw before the injury, a Julio Urias, a Walker Bueller yeah. that was still lights out in the Sticky Stuff era, they still went out and signed Trevor Bauer to that rotation. And then when Bauer went out and Max Scherzer, he went down with an injury. I mean, when uh, Dustin May went down with an injury, they traded for Max Scherzer. I don't believe Andrew Friedman for one second. That's why I said in the video I did. I mean, it's I don't. he's keeping things close to the vest. And how about this? If you, you mentioned the fact that he's still under team control for one more year, that's going to raise his price significantly. Yeah. But why not go crazy? I think the, the cherry red... Uh, the, the cherry on top is they could do a deal for Drury because the Drury, the, you know, to, to, yeah, Drury, oh, in Drury, Drury plus Castillo go Words full blockbuster. He has been absolutely raking against left-handed pitching. And look, I love the story of Trace Thompson. I love the story of Rake Lamb. But we're talking about a contingency plan. And yeah. really, look, scared money don't make none. 
This team hasn't won a World Series in a full 162 games since 1988. <laughs> Look at the Los Angeles Rams. What did the Rams do? They pushed all their chips in the middle of the table, and they won a damn Super Bowl. Because, look, prospects are nice, but prospects are nice, but I'd rather have a parade. Parades greater it's, than signed prospects. It's absolutely tough to sit here and be okay with the idea of them resting on their laurels and hoping that Dustin May can come back and make a difference and hoping that second half maybe we see you know an Andre Jackson making a move uh, to help the starting rotation or to be like, oh, yeah, you know, Ryan Pepio, love the kid, but he's our number four guy this coming October because Tyler Anderson in the second half of the season has a 6.8 ERA mm. or something like that. Or Mitch White is starting game two of the National League Championship Series because of XYZ because... Craig Kimbrell didn't make the roster because he Mitch, was please. so bad and they had to go and put Urias back in the uh, in the bullpen or something like that. There's a lot of those type of um and if you look at this core you can too, weave any kind of story could be Muncie's sure. last year, could be JT's last yeah. year. Trey Turner is most likely not going to be on this team next could be year. Kershaw's mm -hmm. last year. It could be Kershaw's could be Kershaw. last year. I think you really just have to determine and assess how how big this championship window is. And I yeah. think this Dodger team, like I said, I don't think they're content. And I think they realize that Louis Castillo is a guy that would flourish with this Dodgers pitching, coaching staff, the development, everything they have. And I just think that at this point, we know he doesn't, he's not going to trade for an impact reliever. There's no way he's going to do that. He There's, said that, yeah, if we believe that. But I think said we believe that, that. But he also has the track record to prove. Yeah. He has a track record to prove that he doesn't do that. Felipe Vasquez, 2019. Um, dodge, dodge, <laughs> dodge a bullet there. Uh, uh, dodge a major, yeah. major bullet. Um, if we're talking about prospect, I mean, something we didn't really touch on when I was trying to rattle off our, all of our top, all of the Dodgers' top prospects. Sorry, I'm not on the team. Uh, no, Diego Cartaya is injured again. Uh -huh. He's had a lot of injuries in his, what his career. Yeah, uh -huh. so I, I, I love the kid. I think he has a future with the Dodgers. But, you know, in the same vein that Frankie Montas isn't worth what he was three weeks ago, Diego Cartaya is not worth what he was three weeks ago. Mm. So that could impact how many other other prospects the Dodgers yeah. have to and throw also in you a look at this Castillo trade. They're already a perennial top five farm system, but their ability to develop the resources they have, they can develop guys very quickly. Look at the trade they made with Yasio Puig and everyone to get to get. Um, well, uh, I mean, they mostly got your salary relief from that. Yeah, and they off they offloaded Alex Wood, Puig. Matt Kemp, Wade they Homer did, Bailey, <laughs> but they did get a couple of dudes that they were able to turn around eventually. Look what they did Jeter with Josiah Downs, Gray. Right? I mean, yeah. they turned him into a prospect, and Jeter Downs mm -hmm. they flipped for Mookie yeah. Betts. They know how to trade well, for I mean, assess call talent. It, I, I've, called, I've called it the you know, it Dodgers Magic pitch, Pitching Factory. Yeah, they could figure out how to fix just about anybody when it comes to pitching and make them into an intriguing enough candidate for another team to take a flyer on. We look at the immediate pickup of Ian Gabo or whatever his yeah, name was yeah. after everybody. Passed on his ass. Then all of a sudden he's a commodity. Yeah. After he, oh, you went to the Dodgers for one day. Oh, what did they tell you? What did they <laughs> tell you yeah. about spin rate? What's an edgertronic? You also got to think too. If Freeman, if it's like at the height of the Spurs, like if Freeman's willing to offload a prospect, like aren't you kind of concerned? Like why are they trying to get rid of that prospect? Like are they not very good? Yeah, I mean, like I mean, it's like the Lonnie the Walker. Walker. We Lonnie literally Walker. can't pull the names from the Machado trade. Says a lot. But also, yeah, like, with the Orioles, too, like, on the field, like, that sounds great. I mean, granted, Kybert Ruiz and Josiah Gray are, are legit MLB everyday guys. Yeah. But I would think too, there's some reticence when that red light comes on. They say, mm -hmm. "Hey, Freeman's on line one." There's yeah, one, they hang up the phone. They cut the cord. There's <laughs> one. There's there's only one area of extreme need, in my opinion. Bullpen is right up there for sure, but one area of extreme need, in my opinion, for this team, and that's the bench. The bench is still just doesn't cut it for me. Um, 
the Hanser Alberto experiment isn't working. It's not the answer. It's not. He, he's not the answer. I mean, and I, I usually we do this. I say this in jest, but to think of like Kike Hernandez on this team in that spot, we wouldn't need to see Gavin Lux attempting to play left field. Stuff they, like that. They you need, need bench depth. that guy. And and you haven't had super utility Chris Taylor this year because they don't want him throwing the baseball. Yeah. They don't want him changing arm angles. I do think that once Chris Taylor comes back, I think Trace Thompson and Jake Lamb have proven that they could help kind of solidify that bench. You're not asking to perform but they every can't day. they infield, which also is scary to me. Not yet. <laughs> they played Jock Peterson at first base. Anything's possible. Devin Bush with a super chat request. Doug, please do a thumbnail and tense face. Oh man! Uh, for for the next one, or I got no, you, like, bro. Like right now, I think they're just telling you to dance, monkey. That's my—I don't know my my intense faces, but you I've know, been, I've been told I give. Oh, that it's that one. Yeah, it's, yeah. he gets it. And the crazy yeah, eyes. The you want the crazy eyes. eyes? I got you, man. I got the there's, there's, uh, there's crazier eyes of, than Austin Barnes. Okay, yeah, I I agree yeah. to button this up. I agree with Andy Friedman, man. There is a lot of 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 what they need already internal. Look at what as much as you hate the 2020 win. <laughs> Look at I what they did. Full, I want look a parade. At what they did. Was there a parade for 2020? I'm look still at, waiting on that parade. Look at what they no did. And there, was, there, was a, there was a bit of an issue. There was a Zoom chat thing, apparently, that so, I didn't go on. so bad. Yeah, that was that pretty was gross. So bad. But, I think I watched but, it when I first started working here. It was brutal. But um, the one thing they did in 2020, they didn't go out and get anybody. They got rid of one guy, my friend Ross Stripling, and they went out and won the championship. I think that was the year that happened, right? Pretty sure that was the year. That may have been the, the year Ross went bye bye. It's also it's it's July eleventh, <laughs> really and the, the deadline's August second. Like we have weeks and weeks and weeks. And of, we're gonna talk about this all again. Of next reports, week. rumor mill. Oh no, it's great. It's the best time of year. Doug is gonna be putting up just slews of great videos up on YouTube. So Dodgers so. Nation slash TV. Yes, yeah, so uh, twenty. Make Ross sure to check trading. it out. There's gonna be a lot more of these, and I think the the Castillo market's gonna continue to develop. It's a preliminary talk. They're probably just. Checking the price tag. They're going to see if it's on discount at Grocery Outlet a couple weeks down the road. Hopefully the Yankees don't get too involved. But this is just the start of the Dodgers getting linked to every single frontline pitcher that's on the market. That's true, and that's definitely a thing. But we also saw last season, I mean, it came down to the wire. You had Joe Musgrove thinking they were going to get Max Scherzer. You had Ken Rosenthal with the baseball never, fail tweet of never, the year. Never sleep and on they, Andrew Friedman. They got Matt. Yeah, Friedman is Get go- the man look, a robe and his water look. bottle. He's locked in for justice. Yeah. No, I, I always say when it comes to Andrew Friedman, he only speaks when it's time to say checkmate. And that is what he's doing at the moment. He's working. And I think that, look, I mean, to me, you talked about 2020. I mean, who is available? They're in talks at the very end to get Lance Lynn. And Lance Lynn, I mean, I think yeah. he could have helped that team that year. But what they have that year? They had elite Walker Buehler. They had Sticky Icky Walker Buehler, who was pumping triple digits, and he had the perceived rise on the fastball. Look, guys, just keeping it real, man. Let's bring the facts yeah. to the fight. Oh, I'm, I'm not laughing because I don't believe you. I'm but, just laughing because there's people that ardently disagree that the Sticky had any effect on Walker Buehler. I mean, uh, which we've no, already litigated. Was, yeah, he was a, yeah, he was an honest boy. Yeah, yeah I'm, not, I'm not saying he can't be an effective pitcher. But like I said, I think that there's so many more people look at the recent success of this rotation, the streak they're on, but don't think of the present. Think of the future. You got to play 6D chess. And like I said, look, I'm not trying to give up the entire farm. If, they, if the answer is Bobby Miller and Diego Cartaya and two top five prospects and Mookie Betts, Trey Turner, Dodger Stadium and six Dodger Dogs, the answer is no. <laughs> the John Ireland trade? The, the John Ireland <laughs> trade. Yeah. The, oh, goodness. Yeah! 
is John Ireland, man. Let's, stick, let's, let's, stick to being the play-by-play yeah, guy for the yeah, Lakers. Yeah. We got this. Stick to, okay. stick to yeah. your sport, bud. Bruin, though. Let's, 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 let's live in fantasy land for a second. You can trade every starting pitcher is available. Who would you trade? You can get them if you put together all the prospects. What starting pitcher would you trade for? In the entire league? Yeah. I mean, if you look at Sandy Alcantara's contract, I mean, it's a great contract. I think he's had one really good year, though. He has had one really good year, but he's dominant. He's dominant post-Sticky era. You look at his velocity. You look at his pitch mix. I think he's a guy that you you. I think he's a guy you could really build around as a just a future surefire ace. I mean, you could like he had like a Degrom like fame in L.A. I and mean, not quite Degrom, yeah. but I mean, <laughs> his stuff is pretty explosive. Um, I know a lot of people that watch uh, my post-game show. They're in love with Shane Bieber. And, you know, we got the believers. Yeah, you got the believers out there that they want to see someone like that. But, yeah, there isn't that name, that white whale out there that is on an expiring contract. I mean, that's the perfect fit. Last year, Max Scherzer made so much sense for this team, the way he was pitching at the time. Unfortunately, though, his arm passed away. And at the wrong time. And he made a business decision. The Dodgers are in an enviable position of being able to acquire Walker Bueller. In September, no other ball club can do that, and that's something. Sure, you're you're pushing your chips in and hoping for the best, but you're doing that with any other trade too. And you're also pushing your chips in in any other trade and hoping the dudes you give up don't really amount to too much or come back to bite you in the ass. But if you win the championship, like, does it really matter? Yeah, it's all it like, are, like are the you Cubs play to win? That buys I, you five to ten years. I mean, it really yeah, does. I mean, I, it's the World Series. I don't think the Cubs are crying about Glaber Torres. Like, they yeah. made the trade for Chapman. They won the World <laughs> Series. Like, it, the ends justify the means in that regard. So, yeah, you hope they don't pan out. It may happen. It may not. But at the end of the day, they're probably going to make a trade for an impact arm, I think. I do agree that Walker Bueller could come back. And I think, I'm hoping all he's doing is watching video right now. This not, his, right now, he's gonna be like, no, 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 pitches. of every pitch, his four him. seam is sequencing. Like, yeah, you know, he's in, yeah. in the lab, as the kids say during the NBA summer. He ain't he's got in the nothing lab. better to do. He ain't got yeah. nothing better to do. Maybe drink some of his whiskey that he made out in Kentucky. I don't know, but I think he's gonna come <laughs> back a different dude. And maybe, you know what? Maybe this injury is a blessing in disguise for him. Mm-hmm. It's a big, long yeah, mental reset. reset. Yes. That guy's been grinding, he's been counted on. He's had a lot of stress and weight on his shoulders. He handles it really well. He's been a playoff dynamo, but this could come at the perfect time of like, Hey, this wasn't Tommy John. Thank God for that. You're getting a few months off. We're going to reset your head, and then we're going to get back in there. You're going to we're going to ramp you up in September, and you're going to be that October ace that the Dodgers need you to be. I don't see how it's possible. I have to admit, like I and I love Walker Bueller. I'm a big butane guy. I mean, I wear tighter pants than Walker Bueller. But I mean, he's done it. He's done it for year in year out. Last year, he was burned coming off a short sixty game season, ramping up from whatever sixty innings to two over two hundred innings is a lot. I'll, he, I'll play he, ball with you, guys. He's lost I, his best pitch. That's like saying Giannis can't dunk anymore or Steph Curry can't shoot three. What if he finds the, the secret? I hope he does. I hope he does. And I, and I don't feel like this, I'm like too down on Walker Beeler. I still think that he's going to be a solid. I absolutely don't. I don't, yeah, I don't think, yeah. Yeah. You said, I don't believe you. You're Look, a bad check, man. Check, check the I, receipts. I, no, I still, <laughs> I still fully believe that Walker Beeler can come back and be a frontline starter in his career. But to me, it's just, I think it's more the workload in 2021 than his performance. I mean, yeah. last year, he pitched more innings than any starter in all of Major League Baseball. He was just one of no. four pitchers to throw oh. over 200 innings. So postseason included? Yeah, postseason yeah, yeah. included, two, oh, 226 innings. And the regular season, I think it was 204 and a third. But, like, I think when it comes to butane, it's more about, I still think that, look, I mean, who wouldn't want a 96, 97-mile-per-hour fastball, right? It's like he went from being a B2 bomber to being a 
Ferrari, a law Ferrari. But I think that when it comes to Walker Buehler, he still has the intelligence to find other ways to be effective. I just think that last year took a lot out of him. I really, truly believe yeah. that. He Ma- carried this rotation. But he's I think now he, had the, the blessing of a midseason respite that could go a long way come September. I'm not saying he October. can't come back. I want to see Walker Buehler in this he rotation dominate with Castillo. He well, started like, the season fine. I mean, saying. I think I think part of what you're getting at, Doug, too, is like I don't see it as far as the ramp up, but I would still rather have three and two-thirds innings in the playoffs of Walker Buehler than like throwing out Mitch White and then just like hoping it doesn't turn out to be a disaster. <laughs> like, and I like Mitch White a lot, but Listen. I'd still rather I'd still rather have Walker Bueller in fourth gear. I see you, Roach. Some, You're a Hamilton some, fan? Than some of these other guys. That's all Listen, I'm trying to say. Listen, all right, guys. We've talked a lot about this today. Oh. We're already plenty over time on the show. Plenty more to be coming up. Make sure you guys are tubed in to Blue Heaven through the All-Star game, through the trade, line, trade deadline, because we got a lot to complain about. One final note real quick. Dodgers are on a road trip before the break happens. They're going to go visit the, the Orange County Angels first. <laughs> Right? No. It's Cardinals. Angels. Okay, it's so Cardinals it's Cardinals, and Angels. then Angels. Nailed it. Uh, they're going to T.O. Albert. We get to see him and then Angels. So it's uh, six <laughs> games that are going to happen. How do you think? Is it six? We're playing uh, yeah. three, three. All right. What, what do you think? The, how do we come out of it? What's I, that record? Get that record ready, Doug. STL is tough, man. I, yeah, I think they're going to go. I think they're going to go. They, Cardinals always play the Dodgers I think hard. they're going to go three and three because I think they're going to go one and three against the Cardinals. Like nothing would ruin a Dodgers winning streak, like going to Bush Stadium. The Cardinals always play the Dodgers tough, which I know it's not always the same roster, but mm-hmm. whatever it is, whatever's in the water in St. Louis, the humidity, maybe the fresh Budweiser just gets the team off their game. I'm not sure, <laughs> but the Cardinals always concern me. What do you got? I'll go four and two. I think, like you said, they always play them tough in St. Louis. I think the pitching matchups, I mean, it's, you know, it's, they don't have the frontline stars that the Dodgers have even right yeah. now. But I think L.A., they're, they're a hot streak. They're a tough team to beat right now. And I think that they're going to want to go into the break and win as many games as they can. So I'll take 4-2. and two. I think the Angels is always a coin flip, too, for whatever reason in Anaheim. You just never know. But, I mean, I'll take 4-2, and two especially after going 10-1 and one at home. I'm going to go real homer on this. I think this team is riding high. they got good vibes right now. And they're 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 coasting, they're cruising, they're in a good spot as they head to the All Star Game five and one. It's gonna happen. You're gonna lose one in St. Louis, but I I can I just I want to feel I want to will into existence a sweep in Anaheim because Anaheim sucks. It's and, not Los Angeles. And a really really weird Sunday off day, and then the All Star break. Mm-hmm. That's good times, nice. great oldies, guys. Appreciate you hanging out with us on this jam-packed edition of the Blue Heaven Podcast. Find us on the internet at DodgersNation.com. Subscribe to us on YouTube, YouTube.com slash DodgersNationTV. Hit the bell, hit a like, leave a comment, tell your grandma. It's a good time. I can't tell my mom. Uh, also, do find us as a podcast on iTunes, Spotify, Hi Radio, Google Play, everywhere your podcasts are available for free. Go there. Leave a like there, which you can't do, but leave a five-star review if you can. Leave a, a rating. Leave a review if you can. It really helps us out in some way, shape, or form. I am RealFRG on Twitter and Instagram. That guy is DMAC underscore LA on Twitter and Instagram. That guy is at E-E-U-L-A-U. That's Eric Hulo on the Twitter and Instagram. Follow us at Dodgers Nation on all of the social platforms. Follow our Tic Tac because we got the Tic Tac now. Producer Cody and uh, Doug do things on the Tic Tac, and that's pretty cool. Shout out to Producer Cody. See you next Monday. Bye. Now, guys.
in a roaring stadium. Their silence is deafening. 136 Israelis are still being held hostage by Hamas. Bring them home. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.